Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. Uh, this is Eric, and I'm sitting down once again at the table with Brian and Jay. How you guys doing? Fantastic. I'm great. Yeah? Absolutely great. It's the week of Christmas. We uh, just celebrated cri- Christmas this week, and I love I love Christmas, Brian. It's the most, I, w- most wonderful you, time of the year. You're Mr. Christmas. Love it yeah. so much. Clark Griswold. Can't overstate how much I love Christmas. Yes. So much fun. Jay? Take it, take it or leave it. I'm just, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, is it your is it your favorite holiday? I don't have favorites. I you Flag th- Day is big. It's <laughs> a very underrated one. Arbor Day, Boxing yeah, Day, Arbor Day. That's um, a Canadian thing. Come on. Well, Thanksgiving used to be my favorite just cuz there mm. was not really any agenda with gifts or anything, yeah. you know, and it's just all about just having a really great meal mm-hmm. and uh and now it's 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 moved more towards Christmas. I mean, Chris, Christmas is the granddaddy of them all. It I is. Mean, there's, it's the big leagues. It's, it's it's not a question, right? Do you feel that way because you've just had a baby? I know before there was some, you know, don't, mm. don't have a kid, and there are some maybe mm. expectations of relatives or this and that. But now this year, do you think it moved up to the top echelon because of the baby, or different reasons? Well, actually, so it's kind of a, a bunch of different things this year, especially because we were 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 this is our First Christmas with Maggie, which is, I mean, yeah. that's just extra. And special. she's not old enough to wake you up early. Right. Well, she does But she day. is. She does it anyway. <laughs> every yeah. morning. Right? Not because it's Christmas. <laughs> right. Right. She's a diaper's full. Um, and, uh, she needs no, to but be I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute because when we get to the our food section. But um, Oh, I just mentioned diapers and you brought up food. Right. But whatever. Um, no, it's actually a lot of it has to do with you and your love for Christmas. And it's just really? kind of like had me kind of romantically fall in love with the whole the whole season and a couple awesome. other friends, too. Like my, our, our friend Rex out in California. Uh-huh. Yeah. He loves Christmas. Um, and it's just it's it's grown on me much more than it used to. It's awesome. Um, not that it was ever like a, something I didn't look forward to. But sure. But now it's just it's just ex, extra special. I think the hard part about a Christmas as an adult is it can just never be what it was. I mean, at least for me and for many as a child. Yeah. When magically yeah. the living room was transformed yeah. and there were presents. There. Now, did your parents like do everything on Christmas Eve, like set up the tree and everything? Oh, no, no, no. Just the presents. See, now that was like an extra step that my mom's parents did. The kids would go to bed. Nothing, oh my... nothing would be set up. Huh? No tree, no train, no lights outside. That's some pressure as an adult. Jeez, right? Oh, man. And my, Where do you go when the lights don't work? <laughs> wow. Yes, my, exactly. My grandma would talk about there be grandma. There'd be nights uh, where she, they would be like literally putting their head down on the pillow. Uh, yeah. And the, and the kids, kids would be like, up. you know, getting and, up. And, so uh, they'd do all that special stuff for the kids and then mother F the kids all morning yeah. long. <laughs> Yeah. For waking them up and they're tired and cranky. Yeah. But just think about how magical that would be to come oh, up. Oh, I can't. I mean, it's one thing to have a bunch of gifts. That is magical. That's yeah. magical. Next level. Just I just one up to you. So there you go. It's good. Though. <laughs> see, but, uh, go ahead, well, I was Jay. just going to say, and then everyone says, you get to see Christmas through your children's eyes. Yeah. Do you, though? You do a little. Yeah. But it's not the same. That That innocent magic. Yeah. That you experience as a child, and my heart grieves for those who didn't and don't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice when your kids make that big smile. And then it gets like we're in the awkward stage now yeah. where like, you know, my kids got up at nine thirty. Yeah. Think, and they set the time. They're like, No, nah, we should sleep nine thirty or yeah. so. You know, and they're yeah. like, Are you gonna go downstairs and take pictures of us as we come down the steps? We're like, Yeah, we are. They're like, Yay, <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> like you're in that awkward stage and everything else. But even in the beautiful days, it's it's nice. Yeah. But it's not magic. See, yeah. Uh, see, and that, and for me it is. It is total magic. It's, it's magic because I'm seeing seeing it through the eyes of my kids and I'm like they are just you know, we do the elves, and I know some people don't do the elves, but it's so much fun because every night... Did you say multiple elves? Elves, yes. Ethan has an elf, and Abby has an elf, Snowflake and Derby. And this year, they, they found a dog to bring along everywhere. So it's it's crazy. And um, But every night, they're in it a different spot. And there was... There have, was you, have you awakened at like four in the morning going, crap, we didn't move the oh, elves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we've done it. Um, but... 
but it's it's so much fun. And like it's to the point like with Ethan like the other. <laughs> I was putting him to bed one night last week, and his elf made it into his bedroom, which Ooh. is a it's a special thing, because uh, the elf was in his bedroom, and so like normally at bedtime he you know he he gets just into his undies and and goes to bed, and uh, he wasn't taking his pants off, and Aww. I was like, dude, what, what's going? On? He's like, and he like he leans over to me and whispers in my ear. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the elf to see me. I don't want I don't want Derby to see me in my underwear. I'm like, all right, but I respect it. Like he's eleven, almost going on twelve. And a going smart on 12. kid. Smart kid. Super and I think he I think he knows, but like there's yeah. there's a part he doesn't wanna right, right. you know, doesn't want to lose that. So for it me it's I think it, he still believes. Well well, I mean, you can believe in he's, Santa. I know. He's he, way too he's smart. He's been known to get way one over on, on us before. Way too smart. I mean, he knew, he knew we were going to get the dog. We talked about this in last week's May, podcast. Meanwhile, you walk, yeah. out, you walk out of the bedroom, and he's like, yeah, right. That's why I didn't take my pants off. Sucker. <laughs> Keep believing that I believe, Dad. Moron. <laughs> yeah, but see, like, I and you know, with the, with your grandmother's grandmother or, or no, with my Christmas mom, No, my mom's grandma. See, or, no, my mom's mom. I love how basically I, starting at Thanksgiving, for me, this timer goes off. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you know, and it's like there's no panic there's none of that it's it's just like right. all right we gotta start doing things yeah and so christmas starts to appear at our house you know yeah. I, I put up some decorations and then i get to some and i love that you know it's like a progression and and uh, i still i love some of it yeah i love putting up the tree even though like i'm like cursing the ground that the tree's on on like with the lights and everything because i just get so annoyed with yeah the christmas lights and putting them on I can very much see that about you. Oh my gosh, it's like so if there's annoying. a simpler way, somebody please invent it. Yes, please. Eric will buy it. Can we just like invent, like maybe like a just you know like one of those um those drone guns where they like it shoots a net out. Yeah. On onto the drone, <laughs> if we could get that, only it's a, a net of lights, and I well, could there just are fire it lights, at the. There's no gun. I, I think I'm just coming up with this as we're talking. We're go, just going to fire a net of lights at the tree, and it's just going to be instantly lit. There you go. Oh man, that would be awesome. I'm going to do it. That's, it's Sweet. Done. Um. No, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great season. So much fun. Yeah, one of my one of my, not to hog the mic, but I um I have this video I I took Christmas Eve after everything was done. You know, I was just about to go to bed, and it's like it's become Alexis and my favorite time, favorite moment of the year. Like of of any moment, like even Christmas morning. I think Christmas Eve, oh, right? The before, still of the night. The still of the night. Yeah. It's all done it's after midnight. Yeah. Everything's done. And, and last year it actually was snowing when we went to bed. This year it's. I was going to say the only thing that make it better yeah. is a nice snow. It, it was beautiful last year, but this year it's you know. It, so I went around and I had the candles lit and I just have this this great video. Yeah. And you know, like that moment for me is the highlight of the year for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so speaking of Christmas, um, we've talked about it a little bit already, haven't we? And we're we're going to continue talking about it, but. With Christmas comes great food. Hopefully. Right? Hopefully. Yeah, that is very true. Should. Hopefully. Sure. Um, and Amy and I have a tradition. Christmas morning, we always get cinnamon rolls for Christmas what, what morning. What kind of rolls? Cinnamon rolls. Says to cinnamon. Says to cinnamon. Not monkey bread. Not monkey bread. No. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. And uh, we don't, there's no like family recipe. There's no like grandma's cinnamon yeah. rolls or anything like that. It is store bought grands cinnamon, cinnamon rolls, rolls Entenmann's. Yeah. This year we got the ones from Aldi. Yep. They're perfect. Yeah. There's just they're completely. It's Christmas morning. It's they're completely yep. bad for you and it they smells are in the house. so great. Oh. Warm Put them some up. Coffee on. Oh, it's the best. Do you know that's the smell of home? Bella this year said, "Are we having cinnamon rolls?" Well, apparently. That's a tradition we have that Rachel and I were not aware of. So I was, <laughs> well, it should be. So I was like, oh, wow, we don't. Uh, I'll see if Walgreens has some because that's about the only place open. Yeah. Now, a sub story to this is Rachel wanted a water bottle, just like the water bottle she had, except smaller so it would fit in the van. Yeah. And it doesn't exist. And I've been to At Home, not a sponsor. Today's Home, not, yet. not, not a yet. sponsor, not yet. Kohl's, Dick's, Macy's, Target. Nobody has this water bottle. Amazon? No. I looked a little bit. So I was at Target. Yeah. Had one very close to it. Give it to Rachel Christmas morning. She's like, oh, it's really close. <laughs> but it doesn't have the little carabiner clip. And I said, right, that doesn't exist. I go to Walgreens to get cinnamon rolls oh. that they don't have. I end up getting Bella ready for this. Just as good as cinnamon rolls. Pecan swirls? S'more Pop-Tarts. <laughs> In <laughs> my mind, <laughs> not even close. No. I turned the corner. What do they have? The exact water bottles. 
water the carabiner bottle. water bottle wow. that Rachel was looking for. And I laughed and bought it and threw it at her when I walked in the door. <laughs> Cinnamon rolls. No, that's and, and that's kind of the thing that we, we've just we've done it every Christmas and we have we have it on on Christmas morning and it's just a nice quiet time. And this year we um, we got up like normal with Maggie and uh, she had her first bottle and then we went down. She 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 went back down to sleep again for a couple hours while Amy and I just kind of had Christmas together and it was just a nice, really nice quiet time. Um, and then the other, I actually have another food story. Well, this is where I get excluded. Why is that? I don't know. Well. What's your second food story? Fun? Yeah. Okay. Because? Oh, I also had fun on Christmas Eve. High five. Fun nice. Asian Bistro in yes. Penn Hills. Not a sponsor. Asian, not a sponsor. Quite yeah. possibly yeah. could be a sponsor. Could be. Yeah. We give them a lot of money. And man, we love fun. So good. Fun is a Japanese uh, restaurant. And, uh, so Japanese, they do like China. Yeah, right. It's Asian Bistro. Okay. Right. Whatever. No, no, no. Don't you All right. besmirch? All right, but they have sushi, everything from sushi to hibachi, curry, curry, things Old in time. between. Yeah, so good. And um, it was, and this I think is going to be a new tradition of ours. So we had a great <laughs> Christmas Eve service. The I played drums and and Brian was on guitar um, that night, and our, our buddy and and worship director uh, Chris uh, led worship for the night. But it was awesome i felt like it's fantastic oh man i don't feel closer to god anywhere else well yes that's not the right way of saying that but i feel closest to god behind the drum kit it's my favorite thing to do i love it and man when when it's in the pocket and we're really we're hitting it well it's it's really fun but um after christmas eve we had more fun and uh we went and got fun and uh brought it home and we had we had fun back here and that was a nice little new tradition yeah i got um, some spicy tuna rolls. Yeah, that's, we got that. An order of crab rangoon. We got and, rangoon. That. and then Amy loves their hibachi rice. We got that. <laughs> and she gets chicken with it. Uh-huh. And even though she doesn't, they don't. They're not. They don't. The yum yum sauce doesn't come with that. Amy still orders it. Yeah, they and they give it to you. And oh yeah, and, uh, they're fantastic. Yeah, we had almost the same meal except I wanted crab rangoon or um, uh, wonton soup. They didn't have that. They don't have wonton soup. Nah, so they do they, a clear soup, a miso they soup. They gave me the clear soup. and Clear soup's good. Turns yeah. out there's gluten in it. But uh, uh, bummer. How um, is that? Yeah, can do. But and they all had like Santa hats on when yeah. I was there. Oh, and no. they were like, Merry Christmas. And like yeah. It was awesome. It yeah. was just great. And so that's... I feel like that's definitely going to be a new tradition for us after after Christmas Eve service. Yeah. And we've been doing, the, we've been doing that for, I don't know, six, seven years now. Paying based- homage. Based, yeah, in homage to uh, Christmas Story, where at the end that their their turkey gets ruined by the Bumpus Hounds, Bumpus <laughs> and they have to go, uh, they have to find some place that's open in 1950s, you know, small town Indiana. It's a yeah. you know Chinese place, and uh, so we've been doing we've been doing that, like I said, for six, seven, eight years. I don't know, um, a long time, and um, it, it's it is such a it's a fun tradition for us. And normally we come home and. Um, after after Christmas Eve service, and we'll just you know get ready, and then after the kids go to bed, whatever presents we need to finish wrapping, we do that. This year was a little bit different. We had somebody at church who um, I asked, "What are you doing afterwards?" and and they said, "I'm going home to cry," and because they didn't have anybody, and so I was like, "Nah, why don't you come over to our house?" and and it was just wonderful. It, yeah. it was like impromptu, and it was just it it made like that's one of the highlights of probably my year that's the best do that wow um such a great such a great cool is like hearing your story about that Mm -hmm. is one of the highlights of my year (laughs) i mean just to see like you know be only because of our relationship and because of church do you even know this person and so like because your world's so you wouldn't any other way and that's what church is supposed to be yeah is good Mm -hmm. people coming together loving each other learning how to love other people and there you are at the most intimate moment your most privileged not privileged but prize night of the year inviting somebody out else into it Mm -hmm. yeah that's That's awesome about right yeah i'm not i'm not trying to pat myself on the shoulder either no i'm patting you on the back i it, I mean, and so much of it stems from like what we talk about here is because instantly, as soon as this person said this, I was like alone, you know, you're going home to be alone mm. and you, you live by yourself in an apartment 
and you're just going home to be alone on Christmas Eve. You nope. know, let's not do that. So, um, so that that was a Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning. Um, what we did Christmas all all day at my house yesterday. We had three Christmases, just the four four of us, my kids and, and Alexis, and then. Um, uh, my mom and dad came over to do Christmas basically with the kids. And then um, after that, like everybody came over to our house, which we haven't done. Normally my mom does that. We go over to her house, but we did it all. So it was an exhausting day, but mm. just a gratifying day. Yeah. Um, but my mom does this thing called egg bake where. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you had my mom's egg bake? At the beach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. You can, you can do all kinds of varieties, but she normally does. Uh, one side um, bacon, one side sausage, and it's just cheese and. So is it basically like kind a of like super a white people frittata? Um, I I don't know the difference between a quiche or a frittata, but like you put a layer of you you couldn't eat it, uh, Jay, <laughs> because there's a layer of white bread on the bottom. There you go, and then just all this like all this cheese, all this. Butter. It's just butter. like it's and normally it's like so like I'm so fine tuned with my body that like if I eat well I did I passed out like <laughs> I, I, I ate it and then like eleven o'clock my eyes are rolling in the back of my head because it's so heavy and so full of well grease. like we eat it at the beach and then we go out in the hot sun like <laughs> yeah. people walk by and they're and like, just like <laughs> somebody smell bacon <laughs> exactly exactly like you got suntan lotion no it's just the grease yeah so we did that and Alexis does monkey bread this year I actually found monkey bread in the store so. Oh, just throw it in the microwave for two minutes rather than her actually what make is, it. What is monkey bread? It's just um, little balls of uh, like dough and then lots of like molasses and, and sugary. And okay. it's kind of like a sticky bun, kind okay. of like a, a cinnamon roll combined. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's in a, like a bunt cake kind of a, a cake. So you just take can take little pieces off and eat it. Um, gotcha. It's pretty good. Not yeah. Alexis's, but she didn't have to make it. So there you go. Yeah. So that's that was my morning and, and good food stories. Jay? We just had s'more pop tarts. That's all. No, um, my big thing was, you know, we weren't hosting on Christmas, so I was uh, just responsible for bringing. My sister asked me to bring meat, so and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. So I bought a uh, rib roast, but then I was like, eh. and the funny part is, I'm at Sam's getting ready to buy the rib roast, and it was like, you know, Friday or something, and it said sell or use by or freeze by uh, December twenty fourth. And it was like last Thursday, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Well, I <laughs> how accurate are for you?" For like ten minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, it's just my family. What's this? How bad? How it's bad? Like I'm giving this to anybody else. How bad could it? So I ended up. So that day, I bought a leg of lamb, and then I went back the next day and bought the rib roast, and I even had it in the fridge, like uncovered, salted, and stuff, and peppered for like two days beforehand, and smoked the leg of lamb, and we roasted the rib roast, and leg of lamb was done too early. So and the rib roast you leave was... the rib roast in the fridge, yeah, uncovered, uncovered, salted, salt, pepper. Now, what does that do? It draws out the moisture, so it intensifies the flavor. Wow. Um, gives and it also gives you a better crust on it. You're next level because I do a reverse sear on the rib roast. Okay, which normally it's like put it in for 500 degrees for 30 minutes. And then drop the temperature to 300. Okay. Well, the problem with that is you get an uneven cook. So yep. I cook it at 200 All right. right off the bat for five hours. And then you take it out for like 20 minutes, jack the oven up to 500, and you crust it at the end. Oh. Wow. So, But it was so funny. We, had so, we expected more people there. So there was, I mean, it was my rib roast, leg of lamb, ham, uh, kielbasa and sauerkraut. Hey, kielbasa, kielbasa, homemade For, meatballs and sauce. Somebody brought chili, I which kielbasa. I had today wow. way too much of. Which I was like, chili, Christmas, whatever. Okay, it was fine. Uh, you know, cheesy potatoes. You got your uh, cornbread casserole. Potatoes. Two different kinds of salad, veggies. It, uh, it was just ridiculous. Being it was so much food. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but being gluten free, do you miss? Do you like? Well, was mashed potatoes a thing? Were potatoes a thing? For mashed you? potatoes aren't bad. It's just that's not a gluten thing. Right? Okay, that's so you can eat mashed thing. potatoes. I can. Okay, I choose not to. Okay, but I can. But do you miss it? Because I love like I love mashed potatoes. Well, no, because if I miss it, I eat it. I'm like, okay. I mean, I've. Yeah, it doesn't do that much for me. Okay. It's mashed potatoes is like popcorn, like lobster, like what else? It's a vehicle for butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how much money you want to spend underneath the butter. That's all it is. There's no taste to this vehicle for butter. What kind of texture do you want with your butter? That's all it is. Gotcha. Maybe a little salt and pepper. But um, no, the food was good. 
There was tons of it. No, it, it was it was a good time. That is good. Yeah, we had we had um, my uh, mom and dad over, and my in laws, and and my two aunts in from Harrisburg, and we just had a, a nice day here, and it was it was good. It was a good first Christmas for us. I'm really glad because you've told me some not good Christmas stories. <laughs> exactly the most fulfilling for you. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's it was really fun. It was really fun just to watch everybody just. Yeah, you know, I mean Maggie's the trump card. Like, sure, so everybody's paying attention to her, so it was just fun watching everybody like ooh and ah over mm-hmm. her, and and that was just man. Yeah, just it was neat else. to go back to Christmas Eve during the worship service. You know, being pastor, I get to sit in the front row or have to. I don't know which one it is, hmm. and just this one song, and I look up, and you know, and there's Corey. And there's Amy and they're both singing Mm -hmm. and I know both of their stories and and just to look at Amy, you know, and her story that she now has this prize child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I look over at the end of the row and her mom had brought Maggie up to the front. front. And it was so funny because on the one hand I was brought to tears. And then the other hand, I'm like, is it pushy? Is it pushy? Mm-hmm. Is she bring her to the front? Is Amy <laughs> happy with this? Thing. How does Amy feel about this? <laughs> Me is she too. embarrassed by this? I was, th- I was thinking that too. And then I asked Amy, I, was, I told her about it. And she, Amy was like, oh. And I was like, okay. Because like, I was more concerned about yeah. like, oh, mom, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, but she was okay with it. And, and therefore, I was okay with right. it. Right. But just looking across <laughs> beyond that, like at the different stories, I'm not going to blow up everybody's spot who's up on the praise platform. And I, and I mentioned it at church, just how privileged I am to know the stories of people and to see them worship and where God has them at this point in time. Yeah. You know, that is as humbling and a beautiful thing as I get to experience. And then, yeah. you know, after church, I almost ruined your fun Asian order because I was telling people to take poinsettias <laughs> while you were on the phone. Well, and then in the back of my, my head, I'm in. like, he's getting fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I told, I told Brian, I said, the rest of the night in my most, you know, Brian... Christmas Eve, setting stuff out with Rachel and everything else. I'm like, wow, they're eating right now. <laughs> Those they're having all the fun. Speaking yeah. of great name, what'd you have for dinner? I had fun, fun. for dinner. Fun. <laughs> yeah, but what'd you have? <laughs> fun. <laughs> well, who's, they, on, who's on first? Yeah. When they put their sign out, when they, you know, coming soon, yeah. fun Asian yeah. bistro. I just imagined like a 350 pound, I don't know why, but like a Korean man sitting in there and just you walk in like and he goes, like a wrestler guy. Bro, not quite that big, but towards that. Okay. And you walk in and he goes, you know, welcome to fun. <laughs> you know, and like, as you leave, did you have fun? <laughs> Maybe they'll do that. I don't think so. Maybe but, someday. But maybe I'm, I'm afraid they won't. Hey, fear, right, boy, that's that's an a good transition. That's forced is forced because uh, force gets. It's quite all but, right. But, um, you know, holidays can bring fear, right? As you talked about, you've had some not great Christmases in the right. past, right? And we've been talking about hurts. Hurts are emotional needs that aren't met or taken from you. And we've looked at okay, where do the hurts go? How do they manifest itself into a negative? feeling or behavior Mm -hmm. last week we really looked at anger um and it was fun talking to some people who have listened to the podcast about you know their experiences with anger and this week we want to look at fear fear is sort of the second place that hurts go uh if they're not truly comforted and again with all of these places that that hurts go you might experience a lot of it you might experience very little of it um, and it might be completely what consumes you um, for me, it's funny the the biggest, I have two categories of manifestations, I should say of fear. Mm-hmm. One is financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like a double-edged sword because I mentioned before growing up, like my dad was sort of hit or miss, especially through my teenage years and through college where he said, Oh yeah, I'll give you this much money. And there was no money and no money and no money. Yeah. And I, I don't think I shared this story that when we were down in Florida, my freshman year of college, I saw my mom crying and I, and my mom and dad are back together at this point living in Florida and I'd moved down with them. And I'm like, well, what's, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, just listen, um, you don't have car insurance. And I said, okay, why? Uh, you, and you're driving at this point. You think oh, everything's I, I fine? I mean, whatever. I drove to Florida. Yeah. Okay. I said, what did I do? And she says, well, your father hasn't paid it in over a year. Oh. And I was like, so I've been, mm. I've been driving with, with no insurance. I said, so if I got in an accident, she's like, yeah. And she's like, I'm going to see what we can do. We're going to try to scrape some money together. Isn't that one of the beatitudes? Blessed are the ignorant because they don't know what's going to happen. And therefore or... the law does not apply to them. Exactly. I see it all the time. <laughs> it's I was in watching the Bible a... somewhere, right? I was watching a thing today on uh, live PD, which is a great show where a guy had uh, substance... like cops. Yeah. But it's just live. 
Like, oh, okay. So it's just, it's, yeah. And some guy uh, had uh, urine in his car uh, that he used for his drug tests mm. and, and he didn't know it. So the cop let him go. No, the cop took him to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, so that was sort of the moment and that happened time and again in different ways and different things and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so I was always worried about money. Not like I became good with money. Yeah. I was just always worried. And then being on Young Life staff yeah. each month, you would find out who donated and how much money you got. And oh. I would be petrified. And sure enough, half the time it wasn't enough money. Sure. You know, you'd, I'd have a $171,000 budget and I would bring in 164 and then I'd be at half salary because mm. we didn't make the budget. Yeah. And I would just be petrified. And the same thing with my own bank account. And you yeah. would look and be... And it would just, no matter what, I was always worried about it. So I would just ignore it and it didn't, mm -hmm. it, you know, and it would just, oh, I could never enjoy things. If I buy things, I would feel bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's ironic is only in dealing with my dad and really going some, through some things that we're going to talk about down the road as far as healing. And, you know, it's easy enough to say, you have to connect comfort to grief. Yeah. Okay. Right. But how, how do we go through so many? Yeah. Well, I did some of those tools that now I'm a lot better with it. Yeah. That even areas of my life that have nothing to do with my dad have been helped by me grieving the original hurt and or hurts from my dad and helped me in that fear category. Yeah, and is that car Having more money has helped. Well, that's helped. <laughs> but is the, is the car, in car insurance thing the like singular moment and then other things piled on top of that? Or is that like the defining moment where you know that you got that fear and then everything else has kind of been a cumulative? I think no, because there were other ones before that. Like we had, um, if I now think about it, we always had our own little savings account in the bank. Yeah, and you know, you got fifty dollars for your birthday, so thirty of it went into the bank. Yeah, you know, mom was trying to teach us that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I remember being in high school and saying, "Hey, mom, you know, I was thinking of, you know, if I'm going to go to college, getting some of my money or something like that." And she's like, "No." I'm like, "What do you mean, no? It's my money." She's like, "Just no." And I'm like, "Mom, what?" And then she pulls me aside and she says, listen, it's gone. And Ugh. I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, your father hadn't paid taxes. And so the government can, your, their, our name is attached to your account. And so they so took the, the government the took account. your money right. that you had saved and, and acquired right. because of your dad. Right. Wow. And so that was probably the, f f well, but see, even, even then when the yin and the yin and yang, but the yo-yo back and forth, my dad moving out, my dad moving yeah. in. My dad what it was terrible with money and my mom would put away a handled comb to get one without a handle to save five cents. Yeah. Meanwhile, my dad would buy like hardcover books. Yeah. Like nobody does that. Right. You know. <laughs> and and so the credit cards would get turned up. My dad once said to me, Only a fool pays all of his bills all of the time. <laughs> he goes, You pay them enough to get the, to keep them from calling you again. Uh-huh. That was the financial advice I got from my dad. So no, uh -huh. it didn't start in college. Yeah. But that was sort of the yeah. holy crap. And, and that goes deeper too, because it's like, how does he consciously let me drive? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I had to get to a point where I'm never going to get that answer. Yeah. Like I couldn't say to dad, Hey dad, right? yeah. funny question. Um, why do you care more about every, you know, but I'm sure now looking back, if I want to go to my cognitive behavioral therapy, he was avoiding his own things. Sure. And he never sat there and said, Hmm. If I have an affair and spend money on her instead of paying my wife and my child's car insurance, that will hurt him. He never went there. Right. Sure. You know, but so it goes all the way back to all of that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But in getting a lot of that comforted, it has made me a lot less fearful. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, how has fear manifested itself in your world? Well, I think so. One thing we've talked about previously is, is, um, me and my, uh, job and, and things like that. And I don't feel adequate, you know, and, and all that. Um, and one thing I've learned from, from, uh, learning all this stuff from Jay and whatnot is being open, honest, and vulnerable. And one of the things that I do is I'm open, open, honest, and vulnerable with my boss. Mm -hmm. And we have different conversations. It could, it could be, it could be me being open, honest, and vulnerable about what my expectations are, so that I know that I'm on, the, I'm always on the same page as him of what I'm responsible for and what I need to take care of to keep the wheels moving on yeah. our team. Right? Yeah. It doesn't give you room for fear. Right. 
doesn't exactly it doesn't yeah. give me room for fear so then i feel adequate because yeah. i'm checking off all my boxes right going further the other thing that i do is if i see him and i do i i tread this line lightly but I, what i do is i check in with him to see how he's doing and the person and the guy above him because if they're not okay that starts to trickle down and it starts to bring pressure on me. Yeah. So if I can meet their emotional needs by asking them how they're doing and, and just under like bringing myself, trying to bring myself up to where they are and understanding what they're dealing with and comforting them in and saying like, you're a great boss and I really appreciate this about you i really appreciate that you're not breathing down my deck down, down my neck and you're trusting that i'm doing my job and and not being overbearing and not micromanaging me that's that that's awesome and i really really appreciate that and in turn it really level sets our relationship so that there's trust between the two the the, the two of the three of us and then therefore like when i ask for something it's really no question like you know, and I can kind of measure our relationship by that. Like if I ask for something and, and my boss is like, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, you know, whatever I, I know we're on a good, we're on a good, a good, um, in a good relationship there, which is really great. It's really great to be in a place where I know I'm appreciated and I know that, um, my hard work does go a long way because they, they say it because I've met their needs, which is really interesting to say in a professional um, environment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've never really had that up until like my past two jobs. Yeah. You know, before this I was working jobs, yeah. Delivering water, working in a factory, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm in like a career and now I have a feeling of opportunity and I can actually make something of this. And, um, I'm on my, I'm on track to, do something really great. Yeah. And how strange it must be though for your bosses um, in some way, shape or form, because not a lot of people do that. And I, and I, I mean, I echo you, I, I do try to do that internally, you know, um, you know, get a temperature check from the people above me. Yeah. And, and, and there's like, when you were talking about it, like there's part of me, it's like, Oh, you're brown nosing, you know, and how many people, but, and I know that, yeah, I, know, no. I know that you're not, but no, I, I, how many people on the outside right. that don't know what we know right. or do what we do right. would just be like, wow, you're just a suck up and right. you're just trying to make it easier on yourself when you're maybe a little bit. It's, but, it's funny you say that. Cause I purposely try not to do it in a brown nosy sh- way. Absolutely. No, right. you just, you just, you're, you're genuine. Yeah. You gotta be. Yeah. And that's one thing is you gotta be genuine about it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't make it sound like you're looking cause you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be looking for and consistently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be, it should be who you are. Jay, you talk yes. a lot about, you have two ministries, who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. It should be who you are. Yeah. So if anybody talks to you at work, they should know that that's yeah. my guy. Right. Like that's, he, that's my go-to guy because I know that he's right. He's, he's, he's my guy. Yep. Um, and it's just been, it's just been wonderful. And, and after you just get in this, in this mindset of meeting somebody's emotional needs or, you know, we've had other people above, you know, my direct bosses and, and I'll say, man, you know what? I feel really dis- disrespected for you. Is there anything I can do to better our situation as a team? You know, things like that. Yeah. And and really showing my support. And sometimes it's just, you know what? No, but I appreciate you saying that something. You know, or it's, you know what? Yes, I. It would really help if you did this. All right, I'm on it. And then I take care of it. You know. And I think on another note, it's sort of like the joke that if there's that crazy guy in your office, you should always, you know, give him candy every day, so that. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Cook yeah. bit yeah. here, Marcus. It's a Dane Cook, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the day that <laughs> he comes in, the candy, yeah, he shoots up everybody in the office, <laughs> and then he puts his head in your office. Thanks for the candy. <laughs> so if your boss's boss one day is having to make cutoffs and everything else, he's like, Ah, Eric always asked how I was. <laughs> That's the bonus with being altruistic and kind and loving. Yeah. So, but but we're talking about man- fear manifesting. So how does that relate to fear? Right. So I don't have a fear of not being adequate in my job. So I, I'm confident that like, I'm not going to get let go. 
I'm valuable to my team. Mm -hmm. You know, it would take a lot. I, really, I feel like, and I don't say this in a prideful way. Sure, but, but like, you're saying that in a way because you have felt inadequate in the past. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. But now I feel like I am of value and mm -hmm. I do represent us in a great way to our team and like our surrounding teams for our team. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that way I'm not living in fear of, Oh, am I gonna am I gonna lose my job or is something gonna change or you know? So you're aggressively blah. attacking your fear by being proactive against your fear. Sure, you could say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you if you didn't go the out of the way to take those extra steps, hey, how you doing, boss? And, yeah, and, and but it also just happens naturally after you, sure. you know. Sure, so but be, be, but it happens naturally because again, it's I, who you are now. I would say right. I would say at first it if I, I you could say that, but now it's just. Uh -huh. It's just how how I do it. Sure. It's just how I work. Well, I like that you brought that up because my man Mike wrote into us and he asked a very similar question, which was um, in regards to the workplace, when you feel like you're not progressing enough, that when you look at your, your peers and your friends, yeah. and that happened to me right out of college. I worked and I had a horrible sales job and I failed. And then I was doing lots of good work, but not making any money, like helping with social service organizations and stuff like that. And I saw all my friends making money and I'm like, yeah, man, I should make money too. And he was asking, well, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact that um, other people are making more money or other people and you getting status, that you're inadequate, not yeah. inadequate at your job, yeah. yeah, but inadequate combined to your peers. And I think you guys have both sort of been there. Oh, I've been there big yeah. time. <laughs> I've been there big like, time. I have the best job I've ever had. I'm still there right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but how did, how did that fear manifest itself with you and how's it how, how did you well, survive that how the fear manifest no, or do we want to answer how to not be that way well like i mean if we're talking about if, if we're addressing mike's question um you know and i'm kind of putting myself obviously not in his particular situation sure. but for me i mean i dealt with it for quite a while i'm in my mid-30s and i'm you know schlepping water and my wife's not working, you know, not just because we made a commitment to run our house a certain way. And, you know, our kids were more important than money. But, man, you get to this point where you look around and people are, you know, your peers are moving up. They are or, you know, I, I use moving up in quotes because, you know, some people just feel like it's playing the game or the rat race. But, right. you know, there's a lot of validity to making a career and, and getting into a groove. And. You know, for me, I, again, I'm delivering water and I just feel like I'm stuck. I'm looking around and just like, like, even if I tried to go get a job, it's like, well, you know, what do I got? What do I got to show? You know, even though I thought it f I felt like I had good stuff to show, um, it, it was it was a tough spot to be in. Um, and so honestly, for me, it was finding my identity in Jesus and, 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 and you know, not to be all churchy, but like that was the that was the place that I had to go was finding my identity in Jesus because like. He's telling me who I am. Like all of these other things is mm. the world telling you right. who they think you should be. And and, and you're telling yourself. And I'm well and I'm and I'm trying to like d decipher like what who right. am I some piece of crap just delivering water for the rest of my life or keeping up with the Joneses yeah, or am I a valuable right. member, you know, if if Jesus is saying that I'm valuable, then all this other stuff is meaningless. Now it's a war against your flesh. Every day you're 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 like kind of your nose is pushed right up to that grindstone of do do you really believe in this stuff? And if not, you know, you're going to live in fear. You're going to live with all of this condemnation. So you got to make a choice. What do you believe? You know, so for me, that's living. And, and I went through it for years, you know, th and that was the battle day in and day out, year after year for me. Yeah. So and I think a lot of it comes to like where where I am or where where I have been is I've had to think about like purposely like where God has placed me. Mm -hmm. Like where like and he's put you there. You're right. Not, there's you're no doubt. There for a reason. Yeah. Well, and and yes, he's put me where I am today. But even in the jobs that I've hated, I know I'm there for some kind of purpose. Yeah. So one, I go back to checking off all the boxes with supervisors, making sure I'm I'm you know nailing things on the head. Also, and I should mention this, I like to check in with my peers too, like the people are like at my same level. Mm -hmm. And that way, like if there's time for evaluation and my boss asks my peers, like, sure. what's Eric like? How, how's he to work with? Right. There should be no question. Like, I, like, I, I want them to be like, I, I love Eric. He's so yeah. consistent in, in his work ethic. And, and I really appreciate what he what he does for me when I ask it of him and, and yeah. all that. Um, but then, you know, there's that there's the other part of things like like truly focusing and this is biblical focusing on on the good what is good of where you are you know and sometimes 
all the, and I was going to mention this later in the do better uh, portion of our show, but sometimes like there can be so much good going on in your life. And then like one thing just like trumps the whole thing. You forget the mashed potatoes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and, and there, and there you are just focusing on the mashed potatoes that weren't made. And, you're you've you've lost focus on all that is good and that's kind of you know one thing i try to think of like for anything that i've done wrong for anything that isn't going the way i wanted it to i try to i try to focus on the good and that takes away a lot of the fear but i think that comes back to a really important point that brian made which you know you said it comes down to being rooted in jesus and what you're saying to a degree is being grateful but it's also having faith that okay like for both of you it's sort of like when you're married and you've got that single friend you can't say anything to them because mm-hmm. they, they they don't care right you're like no there's somebody out there for you right you know and you never know right and they're just like screw you yeah, yeah. Third person, i don't want to hear it right. so you guys have both quote unquote made it yeah and when you hadn't made it yet yep even though blah 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 <laughs> i don't think you guys feared that you weren't adequate compared to your peers you both kind of knew you weren't you know, yeah. like you're like I'm 35. Shit, oh yeah, water. Right, I, I don't I fear that. I know that. Right, but I think it, it comes for me. Go ahead. Prior to where I am, that's correct. Now I do battle, but I don't because of what we've All already talked about. Right, but there is there is very much a part of me. I've talked about this before, where I do feel and I don't have a, a bachelor's degree in business right. or marketing or you know whatever. What like all my peers? You have are that. a total fraud. <laughs> I, I say that all the time, not about Eric, but about myself. <laughs> and uh, and there is, there Love is, you. but that's, I feel like, and, you know, to get, you know, spiritual, like that's just, you know, Satan or the enemy or however you want to f- refer to him. Working through your hurts. Working through my hurts. And, manifesting and into fears. And telling me to f- be fearful of you're not good enough. How did you make it here? Mm-hmm. And and all of that. You're walking. Yeah, the, the ground's going to give it any minute. You're going to go tumbling back down. Right, but I don't have any of that fear right. because I know God has placed me where I am. I check in with everybody, like I said, and and all all of that. So like a, a lot of that fear goes. Well, it does creep in. I'm not. You know, how can it not? Right. right. Three in the morning. It's three in the morning when you're laying there going, this could all go away. Right. Or yep. like, oh, there's this deadline. If I don't hit that, like I'm screwed. Right. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I I like what you said, Brian and and Eric, both that where is your focus? Yep. You know, where is your identity? Is your identity in you compared to other people or to where God has you? Yeah. Um, But I think also, what are you surrounded with? Yeah. Are you surrounded more by all those peers that make more money than you or with people who will love you and and lift you up Mm -hmm. and appreciate you for who you are? Regardless of where you are, what you're doing. And and can see you. In ways you can't see yourself. Yeah. And I think that's some of that healing comfort power. Yeah. Because we all will doubt ourselves. Yeah. But when somebody else is like, no, you know, I'll make jokes about, you know, I made the joke about Joe when I said how much impact I had in, uh, in this letter that I wrote. And I said, I wish I had the same impact on behalf of the kingdom of God. And, and Joe, my son said, yeah, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told that story because it's a great story of his comedic timing. Yeah. But then people will be like, but you do, you do have impact on behalf of the kingdom. I'm like, I know I get it. Yeah. It's cool. I get it. yeah. It's fine. Hey, we had another comment, another question. And, and thank you, by the way, for, for, you know, for those of you who are communicating with us all different ways. Yes. But a, a gene said, this is a big one. What do you do when you have a fear that your relationship isn't necessarily on the same page as your significant other? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't even know if that's a fear question as much as it is a relationship question. Mm-hmm. But you're fearing, hey, maybe I'm way too much into this and my partner isn't or the opposite Well, doesn't way. that go back to what we just talked about? And I haven't talked about my fears yet. No. But doesn't that go back to what we talked about? I mean, because in the end, isn't that just... Um, you know, looking around and am I keeping up with the Joneses, even though it's like an individual person, you don't you, is the fear I'm not good enough or I don't have, I don't have what this person might want in me 
it, it, but on the, on the larger scale, you're looking around at your peers moving up, but on, on the micro scale with your girlfriend or your, your relationship or whatever it is, isn't the same principle? Isn't this coming from the same place? Well, I think it's different because you're not saying, oh, our relationship isn't as good as theirs. Mm -hmm. You're saying, hey, this person isn't as bought into this relationship as I am or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, wait a minute, am I going to break their heart or, oh, are they going to break my heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or are they expecting something that I'm not expecting and, and that kind of stuff? But Eric, you touched on it as well. And Brian, I do want to hear your fears. Um, and this will be another podcast. There's a few things that are essential for any relationship. Um, three things. And the second of the three, you're going to have to wait to hear what number one <laughs> oh, and three are. But it's to be open, honest, and vulnerable. Because if you just sit there and the so much fear is unknown mm -hmm. and, and we go, what if, and we assume bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you have this relationship and you don't know if they love you as much as you love them, whichever way the yeah. weight goes and you can have an open and honest and scary slash vulnerable conversation with them where well, you're going to find out. Yeah. Now what do you do with what you found out? And that's such a big part of fear is just literally facing it, naming it, opening that door and saying what's in here and, you know, and, and hitting it head on, you know, and, and sometimes the ramifications aren't what you want it to be, but at least you've, at least you've opened, I, I would much rather face what I'm afraid of head on, even if it means certain things happen, then let it linger out there and become the boogeyman, you know, because that's what it does. I agree in theory, but man, that's not me sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just like different conversations that you have to have and you're like, ah, it's going to be so awkward. Ah, just wait. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I'd like to say, absolutely. I want to have that awkward yeah. conversation. No, I'm going to do, I, I, I'm going to do it this time. I mean, it's so simple. Like the piano that we own is at a nursing home in Leedsdale. Right. And we loaned it to them permanently, you know, uh, with the option to ever get it back. Yeah. And. Now we want it back. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got to, first of all, it's not even the guy that we gave it to who was in charge there isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. So I've got to find this guy, which I have found him and ask him to ask the people that work there now to release it to us to hopefully prove that we still own it. It's sort of like when the, the undercover, you know, reporter goes into the prison and only the warden knows, but then the warden yeah, dies. Right. And right. He's stuck in there. Yep. Like, My piano's in there, <laughs> yep. you know, but like. I have told people, I've told Rachel, it's her piano. I've told the trustees at our church, yeah, I'm going to call and get that piano. I'm like, I don't want to make that call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if it goes bad? What if he's like, hey, I can't help you. Screw you. Right. You yeah. know? And then if it all goes well, I've got to go into this nursing home where the only thing these people have is this piano that's a player piano. And I'm going to be like, squeak, 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 <laughs> yeah. moving it up. My point is I'm afraid to have that conversation. You know what's so funny? I was, we were watching Home Alone the other night and there's the scene where Macaulay Culkin's in church with, and there's the old scary guy in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin was scared of his basement. And so he goes down and he finally faces that fear. The furnace isn't out to get him anymore. So he's in church and this old guy starts opening up to him. He's, he's like afraid of, he, he and his son had a falling out and Macaulay Culkin's, why, why don't you call your son? And he's like, well, I'm afraid that he won't take my call. Or if he does, he's he's not going to, you know, and, and the wisdom of Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, you know, basically he says, you're never going to know unless you do it. And so in the end, the guy makes the call and um, the son disowns him. The son, they, they, <laughs> they, they have a harmonious Christmas. The guy's able to see his, his, his granddaughter, the, the relationship's repaired, but the it, music it's, swells. It's that, it's that, it's that tipping point where. Yeah, you could sit and choose to not do it, or you could completely change your reality. You know, right. and I know in theory, I know in theory, you know, communism's good in theory, <laughs> but um, in the real world, it doesn't work. So there are real world ramifications. I knew a guy who struggled horrifically with anxiety, and he was in deep therapy. And he said the the only thing that really helped was answering the question, "What if." He goes, because otherwise you just spiral. And he yeah. said, okay, so what if I lose my job? Okay, yep. well, then I'd have to full up file for unemployment. Yep, right. What if? Well, And you get to that point where you're like, well, I could do all that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, you have to answer the question rather than just let it dance. I had to do that in a time of my life, and this is finally getting around to my fear, where um, Alexis and I, my wife and I, quit our full-time jobs to, to start doing real estate. And we had some successes, but we like jumped off yeah. the cliff right <laughs> and we i mean we and jumped it wasn't a parachute it was a wily e. coyote anvil we fell really really hard mm. and um 
acquired all kinds of debt. And to this day, I don't like my phone ringing because when my phone oh, rings, the phone. it means something is bad. Nobody calls Even though say, nobody, hey, I got 10 grand for you. Exactly. Well, nope. I've actually had those conversations recently, but recently, recently, <laughs> but there was a, there was a good two year period where every phone call oh, shutters was awful. Every phone call, there was a fire to put out that with money that I didn't have. And so to this day, when my phone rings, I, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, even though I know that that's completely, you know, 12, 13 years in my past, it was so indelible to me, you know, and I, and I, I was at the, we were, Alexis and I were both at the, we I literally had those discussions where, all right, well, if we don't pay this bill or we don't do this, this is the logical progression and I could be in jail or somebody could sue me. Yeah, but and, then- but Jay's dad said a fool pays all his bills. Only a fool pays well, all his bills. Well, then I wasn't a fool. I sure <laughs> don't think that's the best advice because I was there, wasn't paying all my bills. And let me tell you, I hated it with every ounce yeah. of my being. Yeah. Every phone call, every. I feel every, anxious just like. Every, I've, and oh, I've, I'm dying I've heard right you here. Talk, I've heard you talk about it and I just feel so anxious for you and like, and, like back then. And then it compounds because you're like, well, I didn't make good decisions here. Are the decisions I'm making now good? And who so, am I, who am I right. to make a decision? Right, right. Like, I obviously I'm have no track record. Like, what the I'm heck? I'm not living I? in a mansion right now. Who you know? am I, I to lead my own life? I'm right. not good at this. Right. And so right. you, like, you really, like, I, man, I fought some really dark times where I. I and this wanna... is after you got your life like together. Like, you well, were a mess parts, early parts on. of my life. Yeah. Right. You know, and and I wasn't taking chances. I just, you know, wanted to drink and smoke weed all the time. Right. And, and you got better. And I got better. And then all of this, like, heavier stuff. Yeah. Happened. You replaced it with financial. I replaced it with, like, <laughs> and, and it was crazy um, just, just being in that spot where I didn't want to wake up because as soon as my eyes opened, Ugh. It was this. It was just this. This cycle of Groundhog Day. I'm never down. checking my Awful. bank account again. No, I know. That's I know. It, I, 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 I did. I even to this day, like. No, I'm saying you're making me so uncomfortable. Oh. I'm afraid to go look at my own bank account. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> long story short, God worked through it, and you know I'm still healing from it. But there are, I mean, there are very real times where, like, yeah, you know, we went and watched The Big Short with. Um, oh yeah. You and Amy, and yeah, we yeah. went on a double date, and The Big Short was all about the housing bubble in, in the oh. mid 2000s. <laughs> I owned a house in Florida that that stuff happened to. And I had it taken away. And, and like the whole time I'm watching that movie, like like I actually started crying in the movie theater because it was me. And and it was so. <laughs> that was a great date. It was. It, it was. It was awesome. <laughs> it ended up being awesome. But like yeah. it, it was amazing. Like because oh. ten or ten years later, eight years later, nine years later, we watched that movie, and I'm still right there. I am right there in yeah. the middle Butts of that. Butts puckered. Your eyes are watering, and you can't breathe. So I thank God for rescue. Oh. I thank God for all of the good things. You know, like and and yeah. coming out of that, like to 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 combat that fear for me has been gratitude. Gratitude has been yeah. one of my greatest weapons. And like you were saying, Eric, yeah. where, you know, you can have 99 things go right, but you forget those mashed potatoes at dinner time on Christmas, yeah. yep. which I did. Yep. <laughs> That's why we keep referencing it. I, I hosted Christmas. We did everything right, except I forgot to put the mashed potatoes on. Do better, Brian. So they would exactly. have been so good. But, so, so it would have been the best Christmas ever. Would have been the great vessel for butter. But I, we all I, want. I didn't do better. <laughs> and, but yeah, like I, and it, it just makes your story that much sweeter of where you guys are now and knowing like, uh, yes, I, I have again, even now, like listening to you talk about that part of your life, I feel so anxious, but now like you guys have so many good things going on and I like focusing on the good of where you are versus where you've been. That's, Oh man. Gratitude, man. Gratitude and gratitude and faith that God is, you know, in control and that he is who he says he is. I mean, those, uh, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so much of what fear is, it comes back and down to, I don't know which way we're going back or down, looking really into where did it all come from? No matter where, what, how the hurt is manifest now, we can give all the tips and what to do specifically in this given moment. Yeah. But there's hurts that are historical to our lifetime and to, to how we were raised. And that's where I think you really got to look at it. And then you can find some way to have that comforted and that will help soften the effects mm-hmm. of it here. So um, wait, are you, Go ahead. Are you talking about when we were a kid and like and having any that? any individual? Okay, and I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about like comforting kids. No, no, no. Yeah. I want gotcha. do. I want to mention stuff about kids. And in it's a, a long, gotcha. lifelong process. Yeah, but I don't know that we do that. Yeah, I don't think we look at. It, and that's a lot of what I want to hope 
I hope people realize about listening to us yeah. is the impact of your childhood and mm-hmm. the impact of significant moments in life. But really, it's your childhood yeah. that set these things up. Yeah. You know, why am I so afraid of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is this so fearful? You know, back to, to Gene and, and the relationship thing. Like, well, what did your other relationships look like? What kind of what did relationship look like for you growing up? Yeah. What relationships did you witness? Yeah. What were your parents like? What was this? What was yeah. going on around yeah. you and, and what impact did that have on you? Mm, sure. Um, but I do want to talk about kids because when I was learning a lot about fear and, and emotional needs, Joe was really afraid of dogs. I mean, yeah. catatonic and clowns. But I mean, you can understand the clowns <laughs> or any kind of puppet. And <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at when Joe comes over our house and Cody is not the most gentle of dogs. True. And whose lap does he want to sit on most Joe's my man Joe (laughs) and so we were talking and they said that you cannot rationally discuss an irrational fear so for me I would say to Joe Joe we had dogs when you were little Ah. and they didn't hurt you yeah so don't be afraid yeah right and they said no you can't do that because they're still going to be afraid and now they're going to be ashamed shame yeah and a double hurt. And I was like, oh, yeah. I am terrible. <laughs> and they said, the best thing you can do is just say, look, I, I understand that you're afraid. And, and sometimes dogs can be scary. And yeah. so we're going to do the best we can. It's okay for you to be scared. And we're going to do the best we can to keep you away. From so that. when I'm like laying on top of Ethan and he's like, he's scared of confined spaces uh-huh. and, and being crushed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When I'm laying on top of him and I'm telling him, don't be scared. That's right good. That, oh, that's, that's really is good. Is that the way to do that's it? That's when yes. you call me and I'll get on top of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> But that was such one of those eye-opening things that I think a lot of – I mean, not a lot. Uh, how do I put this? All parents do. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. You know, it's just a hand yeah. inside a sock. Yeah. So you shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> Go back into VBS and praise Jesus with everyone else. But I am afraid, and now I feel shame. Right. Wow. That's crazy, like, man. And so just to let them be afraid, and, and now they'll at least be comforted and be able to sort that out. Whereas when you right. tell them, yeah. it locks the brain up yeah. and fear takes over. Mm-hmm. Man, so we many, do so that many layers so to the onion. <laughs> We do yeah. that with each other, like as adults. Yeah. Right. You know, like, oh, don't be afraid. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when I think of that. Oh. Well, and to, the, Brian Regan mode. to that end, um, and this is, I've had this confirmed by a neuroscientist, but I have been taught that the right side of your brain, the feeling side of your brain is... Um, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple times faster Mm -hmm. than the left logical side of your brain. So that when you come downstairs in the middle of the night and there's a guy there with a gun, you don't use your left brain and say, Bible says, fear not for I am with you. Right. Right. So I am not afraid. Right. No, you see the right side of your brain went, holy crap, (laughs) and is gone. And the left side's going, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, and so that's part of the neurology that happens as well. So you can't sit there and say, well, I just wouldn't be afraid. Well, no, fear and that right side of your brain, yeah. it's right. gone. Right. Yep. It's gone. He gone. And it's, and it's so embedded in us just, you know, I mean, not that the, the whole fight or flight thing, you know, it's it's such a big part of us. And so it's tough. It's tough to combat that even on a, like on a logical level. It's physiologically embedded in us to to have fear and to react to it. Yep. Once I, in, in college, and I'll wrap this up very quickly, there'd been a bunch of like, and I went to IU in Bloomington, there's no violence, there's no problems, there's nothing, and there'd been like a couple bad events. And I was walking across this little footbridge, and these kids came up from like townies, if you will, from underneath. Mm. and, and That's locked, creepy anyways. And, and behind me, the door was locked. I'd closed the student union, like it had locked oh. behind me, and I had to go past them. Uh-huh. And, and they were staring at me, and I put my keys in between my fingers, yeah. You know, but, and I just stared at the biggest one. Yep. And it was so funny is fight or flight, right? Yeah. If I would have had to have thrown a punch, uh-huh. I would have used like my neck or something. My arms went numb. Uh-huh. I had nothing. I could barely hold on to the keys. Uh huh. If I had to run, I wouldn't have made it 10 feet. I had neither fight nor flight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Paralysis. And I just stared at the one guy. Maybe I looked nuts yeah. or something because they were just like, not this man. Yeah. Not this man. And I just slowly stampered through them. <laughs> but I made it. So but, what's our do better? Oh, 
Uh, well, I have one from somebody wrote one uh, a couple weeks yes. ago. Our buddy Polly Lama, as we call him, Polly Lama. Um, our buddy Paul plays bass on our worship team. Yeah, he does. Um, he works downtown, downtown Pittsburgh. Um, and he was uh, he saw a guy that forgot to clean up after his uh, dog. His dog pooped on the ground. Nah. And I guess Polly was looking at him and. Uh, and Paul was kind of gathering himself and maybe looking like he was going to say something to the guy. And as that happened, the guy actually uh, stepped right in the the poop that his dog had dropped on the oh. side. <laughs> and then Paul went, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Paul apologized. <laughs> what he should have done was just walk by and said, do better. Do better. <laughs> just look at, look you. at you. Stepping in your own dogs, man. Do you better, You know, if you clean that up. Yeah, you wouldn't step in it. Right. That's not how Paul works. (laughs) No, the odds of Paul doing that. (laughs) My man, Paul. I love Paulie. So that guy should do better times two. One, clean up after you. Hey, Hey, times two, two. (sighs) Clean up after your dog. Right. And if you don't. Don't step in it. Don't step in it. That's a bad look. (laughs) That is a bad look. Especially when you're threatened by a man (laughs) who no more was going to say anything to you. Right. But Paul does have a bit of a menacing look. You didn't hey, know Paul. No, you could think he's a little bit crazy, big beard and and little you know balding head and, but looks yeah. like he plays for uh, ZZ Top. Yes, yes, it does. I have one. Yeah, and it, it's it is in Florida. Okay, and it's not Germany, which is where a lot of the strange news comes from. Right. But is, it clo- is it close to Florida? It's it's a it's a cousin. Uh-huh. It's a cousin. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky man yeah. charged with throwing Christmas ham at oh, woman. That's oh, the man. worst. You're What's gonna waste ham? a ham? Well, but they were arguing. Yeah, it is true. That is do true. Better I, wasting the ham. Don't no, be right there. No ham. I, I love ham. I do too. That's a mistake. I made it and for Christmas. I, I tell you what, though, if he's gonna you're gonna throw food to have impact, that's a good choice. That ham will pack a wall. <laughs> oh, it will. But uh, it says here, <laughs> what were they arguing about? A pig. What were they arguing about? Mm, I don't know. Is, is this a I, I not read fight? It. Is this a nothing it. fight? Oh, it's a fight. It's a fight. Uh, they were it. arguing about. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. They were arguing over Christmas dinner, whether to have a Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. <sighs> That's how this spiraled. Oh, out of control. And they didn't want to glaze over the argument. Um, it says, according to officials, he threw items at the woman, including the ham. Oh, man. Deputies say several items were found on the kitchen floor. <laughs> Why do they do that to me? Here's what I say. What are the other items? People writing this article, do better. Do better. <laughs> what were the other items? Don't be saying items. Right. Right. A rubber ducky. A um, fork knife. Right. Um, a I mean, candle. Think. Candlestick. Because what we're led to believe is, if we have to go chronologically, this happened on Christmas Eve. <sighs> right. And he's saying... What are you doing making the F and ham on Christmas Eve? Right. You're supposed to be eating <laughs> on Christmas Day. Uh, so he's in Kentucky, though, so uh, I don't know. Hey, y'all, don't be making that. Don't be making that Don't be making the ham. I went to Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, are you making it? Yeah, that's, oh, man, that's. So their their Christmas Day was probably really enjoyable for each other, I would imagine. Um did they he they probably prison? completely healed and made up. And uh, I was looking at the good. article, I think there is a mugshot. So I oh, think well, was, well, that uh, doesn't necessarily mean from this time. Well, I, looks, I don't know that he hasn't he looks angry frequented prison before. David I, I feel like right he's there, 21. In that picture, he's just like, I threw the ham. I can't believe I threw the ham. I threw the ham. <laughs> he's twenty one. He's a rough looking twenty. He is a rough. Well, I don't looking know that 21. he's had the easiest of lives. Uh, I think if he's throwing a ham. Uh, over an argument about whether to serve Can you dinner Christmas man, or Christmas Eve. My man in prison. Uh, what are you in for? <laughs> I threw Throw. a ham at my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and the giant guy in the corner himself. You threw the ham. <laughs> yeah. You mine. You waste the ham. You mine. <laughs> oh, you a tough guy. Oh, oh man. Do better. Do better. And on that note, uh, just a reminder, we do have a website, lunchtimeinrome.com, and we do post our show notes where we will link this story along with some other fun uh fun. Fun. We'll list fun and all the I information so you can visit fun. Have that to the um, right. yep. and uh and all the links that we talk about on the show and fun references. Um, we also are on Twitter and Facebook. We got to get on the on the Insta. We got to get on the Instagram. I I, I um, choose not me. Yeah, right. Um, we'll figure that out though. But uh, definitely visit our website 
and uh, check that out. Check us out on social media and sign up for our mailing list so you guys get updates and uh, and everything so you know what's going on. We've been talking about making some shirts here. We have some fun ideas. If you have an idea for a shirt, go ahead and submit it. The obvious one so far is hashtag do better right. on the back. Yep. yep. But uh, and uh, we've just been getting so many compliments, not about the podcast, but about the music. So we're probably going to let the theme song play for a good 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. If you want to listen to the whole Man, song, they love they really do. theme song at the end of the show. That is my favorite thing that people love that. They're like you guys, you're pretty good. But <laughs> let me tell you, that theme song's banging. Yeah, normally, they knew how normally, many weeks it I took know. to pick that song. How many different stock audio <laughs> and we options. Finally were like, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. I was going to say, that's Whatever. not even the one we picked. <laughs> and you see, that's how good God is. Right, yes. right. Despite our inefficiencies. All right. Until next week, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.